The final weekend of the regular season was on brand with the rest of the season completely nuts as the NFL wrapped up the 2021 campaign with an absolute bang. Could the Titans or Chiefs take the top spot in the AFC? Which teams locked up the AFC East and NFC West titles? We know of at least one head coach that's already been fired. We're wrapping up the final week of the NFL season. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fire it up. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals had a big matchup in their final game of the regular season, already in the postseason, but the NFC West was up for grabs, and the Cardinals were still in play. A game back from the Rams, who were taking on the 49ers, and the 49ers had a win, and they're in scenario. You're not going to want to miss the highlights of that contest and how the West was won. The AFC East was also up for grabs as well as the top spot in the AFC overall. Were the Titans going to take that home or the Kansas City Chiefs? With the extra game, we saw some records fall in the final week of the regular season. And we also have already seen our first head coach firing today, Black Monday. We're expected to hear about... Several firings around the league. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown Network for all the breaking news. Of course, the Lockdown Nows from the host of the respective teams that are making the firings. There's usually about six, six to seven each and every Black Monday. Make sure you're following me as well. Bo Brock at Bob Rack. Easiest way to find it. And of course, the Lockdown NFL podcast is on YouTube course want to subscribe to our youtube channel great daily content including four interviews from today's show alone and you're not going to want to miss any of them there's like the thrill of victory from a pair of hosts and there's the agony of defeat and not making the postseason from a couple of our other hosts you don't want to miss those interviews check them out right now they're live on youtube This episode of the Lockdown NFL Podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's postseason. Thanks for making the Lockdown NFL Podcast, of course, your first listen for the entire 2021 NFL season and now the postseason. There was Saturday football. Nick Bolton scored on an 86-yard fumble recovery as Kansas City took down the Broncos 28-24 in Denver on Saturday. After trailing most of the second half, Bolton lifted the Chiefs with his defensive touchdown as the team capped off a strong year at 12-5. Denver after the loss, fired head coach Vic Fangio after finishing 7-10. and Fangio and the Broncos were under 500 all three seasons that he was at the helm. As for Kansas City, they did their job for the top AFC playoff spot, but needed the Titans to lose to the Texans on Sunday to secure their number one seed. We'll tell you whether or not that went down. But first, the other Saturday game, Dak Prescott was balling through for 295 yards, five touchdowns, and the Cowboys 51-26 win over the Eagles in Philly on Saturday. Jalen Hurts did not play in this game as Gardner Minshew with the win. Dallas finished the season 12-5. I'll tell you which seed they clinched later in the episode. 
But uh, Prescott ended the season 37 touchdown passes, which set a new Cowboys record for TD passes in a season, surpassing Tony Romo. Two of Prescott's touchdown tosses went to Cedric Wilson, who finished with 119 receiving yards on the evening. Eagles, they rested most of their starters. As I said, Minshew was under center. Minshew, solid 186 passing yards, two touchdowns, did have a pick. Philly finishes the season 9-8. and eight. They are in the big dance as well. As for that top AFC playoff seed with home field advantage throughout the postseason, it was the Tennessee Titans locking up the top seed in the AFC. For the first time in 14 years, Ryan Tannehill threw for four touchdowns as Tennessee knocked off Houston 28-25. The victory secured the Titans' first round by home field advantage throughout the AFC championship game. Tennessee fended off late comeback attempt. To get the W on the talk about it from Locked On Titans, our guy here on Locked On NFL and Locked On Titans, Tyler Rowland. And Tyler, I mean, we can talk about the game against the Texans, but let's just talk about this season as a whole. This team has faced a ton of adversity. What was the driving force, in your opinion, for this team to be the top seed in the AFC? I think the answer has to be Mike Vrabel. And I know that there are a lot of good resumes out there for Coach of the Year, but like you're talking about, this team has gone through so much this season. Obviously, the the big headliner losing A.J. Brown for a majority of the year, Derrick Henry out half of the season. If you would have told anybody or asked anybody before the year, uh, what do you think the Titans are going to do if Derrick Henry doesn't play for half a year? There's not a single answer that would have been the number one seed in the AFC. With the game today, they've played 91 guys on the roster, an NFL record. So for them to be where they are clinching and getting that by, Mike Vrabel, throughout his tenure as head coach with the Tennessee Titans, he's 8-0 and when getting extra preparation time in season, whether that be off a bye or the 10 days you get after a Thursday night football game. So obviously the rest for the Titans, but adding that extra preparation for a guy like Mike Vrabel, he's obviously been the driving force in this season and deserve, deserves a ton of recognition. I think he deserves coach of the year. Yeah, a true testament to, to a good coach there, that 8-0, just an unbelievable number. Um, you know, when you look at this team, uh, getting healthy at the right time, you saw Julio Jones make some big plays in the victory on Sunday uh, you know, maybe a chance that Danny, Derrick Henry returns for the postseason. You think this team is healthy enough to contend, obviously, for a Super Bowl this January into February? Yeah, I would say they're healthier right now than they have been since essentially week one. Julio Jones not only healthy, but playing well, finally getting to see him score a touchdown as a Tennessee Titan. All of the elements of the passing game are now healthy. Anthony Ferkser over the middle is the third down tight end. AJ and Julio on the outsides. You add Henry back. Offensive line is healthy and playing pretty well. The defense is pretty healthy and playing some good football. So uh, they had an up and down game against the Texans. But right now, the Titans are as healthy as they have been, like I said, since the beginning of the year. And all of the elements of the team are kind of firing on all cylinders. So you add in Derrick Henry with the bye and the number one seed. The Titans are in a great place. So Vic Fangio out in Denver. Make sure you're listening to Locked On Broncos. See what direction Denver could go for its next head coach. Bunch of firings expected today on Black Monday. Make sure you're following Locked On Network, as I said, for all the breaking news There was a lot more to be determined on Sunday. The AFC East, would the Pats return to the top spot or would the Bills take the division for the second straight season, the first time 
since the early 90s that they've done that. There was a monster upset on Sunday, which might go down as one franchise's worst loss in its history. I've got to let you in on a little secret. My secret weapon for my New Year's resolution. It's the Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. My New Year's resolution was to get back in shape. And I'm going to do that, achieve my goal with the help of the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike protein bars that are usually chalky, waxy. Sometimes they just taste like a damn chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring. By week three, you're thinking, this isn't worth it. Where the hell's the chocolate? Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of that muscle-packing protein, more of what you want. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually just like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Why would you put that in your body when there's the Built Bar? It tastes just as good, if not better. Right now, go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Save yourself some cash in the New Year's. Well, by using the, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order, that's LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Speaking of secret weapons, I'm pumped to tell you about a new sponsor. I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets smarter than ever. OnlineGambling.com provides the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every better in the world to beat the odds. Make sure you visit Online gambling.com slash NFL for the latest betting news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you so much for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen all season long. And now we're free on all platforms, including YouTube. The Colts, all they had to do was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they were in the postseason, one of the more dangerous teams. In a lot of people's opinion, that's easy, right? Beat the Jags and you're in? Yeah, not so fast. We'll get to that game in just a moment. The Browns closed out their season with a 21-16 win over the Bengals in Cleveland. Case Keenum got the start in the finale, threw for 176 yards, two touchdowns. His Browns combined to rush for 205 yards as a team, including 123 yards and a touchdown courtesy of Dearness Johnson. The Bengals were without starting quarterback Joe Burrow after they clinched the AFC North last week. Brandon Allen started under center for the Bengals, threw for 136 yards and a touchdown, but was sacked four times. Cincinnati ends their regular season 10 and 7. Browns finished the year 8 and 9. DeAndre Swift scored a 14 yard touchdown with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter to push the Lions past the Packers 37 30 at Ford Field. Detroit's defense picked off Jordan Love, Pat, two Jordan Love passes in Green Bay's final two drives to secure the win. Jared Goff had 238 yards passing and threw for two touchdowns while 
Amon Ross St. Brown and Khalif Raymond each caught a touchdown and went over 100 yards receiving. The Lions finished the year 313-1. They'll have the number two pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Aaron Rodgers passed for 138 yards and two touchdowns in his first-half tune-up before Love replaced him after halftime. At 13-4, of course, the Packers are the number one seed in the NFC, and they won't play into the divisional round in two weeks. The Washington football team finished the season with a 22-7 win over the Giants in East Rutherford. Washington safety Bobby McCain had two picks, including a pick six. Joey Sly made all three of his field goals, and Antonio Gibson rushed for 146 yards and a score. As Washington finished the year 7-10, the last game as the team, as the team's expected to announce their new mascot on february 2nd jake Fromm got the start for the g-men completed 15 to 31 passes for 103 yards one touchdown and two picks the giants end the season at four and 13 hey and i here with evan cidery with the thrill of victory there was the agony defeat and some teams that uh, had big time aspirations and not were probably going to march through the playoffs be some big time players there fell short and that was the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if you could find a, a bigger case than that than Indianapolis. All they had to do was beat the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, and they're in the postseason, and they couldn't do that. Not only did they lose to the Jaguars, they got blown out 26-11. Evan, what, uh, if you can just you know summarize, what went wrong for the Colts in Jacksonville? I mean, to be quite honest, but I think that was the most embarrassing loss in the history of Indianapolis Colts. Just the way it went down, Carson Wentz, uh, for those who didn't watch the game, I don't blame you because Colts versus Jaguars, it was unwatchable on both sides. But Carson Wentz looked like 2020 Carson Wentz for Philadelphia. He was, quite frankly, awful out there. He was missing reads left and his mechanics from the very beginning. He Two interceptions, one that was called back, and another one that was dropped. So he could have three interceptions in this game. He was just completely all over the place. and It kind of proves the point that Colts fans have been worried about all season long and for myself, I'm kind of glad it happened now instead of in the postseason on a bigger stage because he's consistently shown now that he wilts under pressure. He wilts in must-win clutch situations. In four games this year that I consider must-win, Bo, he's completed 54% of his passes for uh, four interceptions on that as well. And it's just been awful. You could you had a 98% chance of making the playoffs heading out of Christmas when they beat your Cardinals, Bo, and <laughs> losing to the to the Cardinals or beating the Cardinals, excuse me, then they had a chance to split between the Raiders and the Jaguars. 98% chance of making the playoffs. They blow that somehow. Just incredible. Awful game from Carson Wentz. The defense was sluggish throughout. Trevor Lawrence looks like a competent quarterback today as well. And it's it's really a crazy stat for those that don't know about this, but the Colts have not won in Jacksonville now in seven years, since 2014. And the Jaguars, over this two-year period, they have four wins and two of those against the Colts. So it's wild that they, I mean, sometimes some teams just have your number, but to have Jacksonville be that team, it's just, it's crazy. As you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, two touchdowns in in the win. With Carson Wentz, with all that being said, where does this team go from here? I mean, do do they run it back? Do they think just, you know, full off season with Carson Wentz in the fold and uh, that they can, him and Frank Reich reunited from their Philly days can really iron out all that's going to, need to be ironed out for this team to truly get to where they thought they were going this season, and that's contending for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, honestly, 
the Colts are boxed in. They don't really have a choice right now, except something that falls in their lap, like the Matthew Stafford trade at the Rams, where you could trade Carson Wentz and like two future first round picks for a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. But that's probably very unlikely from the Colts standpoint. So I think the Colts now have to realize this is your one next year is your last year for the Carson Wentz era. It has to work out perfectly. Frank Reich's job is on the line next year, I imagine, because he was the one that wanted to go all in on Carson Wentz. It hasn't worked out so far. So his, he's going to be on the hot seat too as well. You have to invest heavily in weapons. You only have one guy on offense to scare you, Jonathan Taylor. You have no legit game breakers on the outside. Michael Pittman's a solid receiver, but I think he's more of a number two than number one long term. There's no tight ends really. It's just a really weird situation this offense is in. And he invested so much in Carson Wentz where with the way Wentz has played the last six weeks of the season, I would have been like, okay, go out and get your guy in the draft because you can get off Carson Wentz's contract after next season with no dead cap. But you trade a first-round pick today. The Colts did exactly what they they weren't supposed to do the whole season. Miss the playoffs and give up a top 18 pick in the draft. That's exactly what they did the last two weeks. And just a really worse case scenario spot for this Colts team to be in, Bo. You're kind of in purgatory right now. You have to invest while you can because now the urgency is there for this Colts team where if they don't do anything good next year either, there's going to be some legitimate talk about getting rid of Frank Reich, I believe, because he was the one, like I mentioned, that wanted Carson Wentz, and he put his job on the line for that. Despite the victory, the Jacksonville Jaguars locked up the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, second straight year for the Jags. They knocked the Colts, obviously, out of the playoffs. But Jacksonville still got the top pick after the Lions beat Green Bay. Jags finished with a league-worst 3-14 and record. Of course, fired Urban Meyer during the season. Detroit ends the year 13-1. Houston Texans will have the third pick, followed by the Jets and the Giants. Despite leading 10-7 at half, the Bucs exploded in the second half to beat the Panthers 41-17 in Tampa. Tom Brady, 326 yards, three touchdowns, two of which were caught by Mike Evans. Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold had 219 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick in the loss. Carolina ends at 5-12. Got to imagine Sam Darnold's days may be numbered in Charlotte. Minnesota Vikings scored 28 points in the second half of a 31-17 win over the Chicago Bears, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Vikings overcame an early 14-0 deficit to pick up the W. Kirk Cousins passed for 250 yards, three touchdowns, while both Justin and Jefferson and Amir Smith-Marset caught touchdown pass and finished with over 100 yards receiving defensively. The Vikings recorded seven sacks, and Patrick Peterson had a pick six. He's a free agent to be. Vikings finished this season 8-9. Darnell Mooney caught 12 passes for 126 yards in the setback for the Bears, who close out the year with a 6-11 record. Wouldn't be surprised to hear Matt Nagy's name today on Black Monday. And the Bills are celebrating their second straight AFC East crown after taking down the Jets 27-10 in Buffalo. Josh Allen threw for 239 yards, two touchdowns in the win. Devin Singletary carried the ball for 19 times, 88 yards in a score. He's emerged as RB1 there. Zach Wilson, the number two pick from the 2021 draft, was only able to complete seven of 20 passes for 87 yards and a touchdown. He has a long way to go between now and In his second season, Wilson also was sacked by the Bills' defense eight times with the loss. New York finishes last in the division, 4-13, while the Bills finish 11-6. Patriots, who had a chance at the division, they fell to the Dolphins. 
33-24. Chua completed 15 to 22 passes for 109 yards and a touchdown. Duke Johnson, he torched the Pats defense with 117 rushing yards and a touchdown. Zavin Howard intercepted Mac Jones, returning the ball for a pick six. With the victory, Miami finishes its season 9-8. and eight. They finished strong, respectable after their horrid start. New England ends the year 10-7 and seven with a date in the postseason. Still a bunch of games of teams playing for their playoff lives, including the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens and the wild, wild NFC West, how it was won. You're not going to want to miss out on this one. And a head coach that cost its team potentially a playoff spot with a late timeout. Listen up, football fans. I've got an incredible app for anyone who buys gas that they need to know about. It's GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two, $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's the code TOUCHDOWN. The Lockdown NFL Podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. Your Monday host, Bo Brock, hanging out with you. Could have been the last game for Russell Wilson. He threw for three touchdowns and an interception as the Seahawks upset the Arizona Cardinals in Glendale. 38-30. The Arizona Cardinals potentially squandering a chance to regain the NFC West top spot and win the title. Kyler Murray threw for 240 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked five times in the game. James Conner found the end zone rushing and receiving. It was his 17th and 18th TDs, respectively. Speaking in the ground game, Rashad Penny, former first-round pick and unrestricted free agent to be for the Seahawks. Another 100-yard performance, 190 yards in this game, and a huge 62-yard score for the Seahawks who finished the season 7-10. and 10. So the Cardinals lose. They were going to rely on the 49ers to keep their NFC West title hopes alive if they could beat the Rams, and the Niners needed it to get into the postseason. Our guy Brian Peacock, the OG host of the Lockdown NFL podcast, joins us and uh, breaking down probably the most thrilling matchup of Sunday, the 49ers rallying past the Rams and clinching their spot in the postseason, the sixth seed overall, 27-24, Jimmy Garoppolo finding Jawan Jennings in uh, regulation to send that thing to overtime. And then uh, Robbie Gold kicking the game winning. Go ahead, field goal. Matthew Stafford through the game ceiling pick. Brian, uh, I mean, what a win for the 49ers. They uh, certainly didn't make it look easy, but uh, came through. It kind of had to go this way, Bo. Like this whole season was a roller coaster, and uh, even this game more intense than any. And our first ever week eighteen, how fun is that? And that wasn't even enough. They had to do another extra quarter on top of that. Uh, so uh, a game plus longer than any regular season I've ever seen. In wow, like starting in March when the 49ers traded up to number three, then you have a rookie quarterback. Is it going to be Jimmy? Is it going to be the rookie? Jimmy plays bad at the end of the year. Oh, is it going to be the rookie? Then against these very same Rams. 
Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers play well and uh, blow them out in prime time. And okay, 49ers have some life. And then from that point on, the 49ers were a different team. Then Jimmy gets hurt, which is like, of course he gets hurt because that has to happen, right? And the intrigue of Trey Lance plays pretty well in the second half. Is it going to be Lance? Is it going to be Jimmy? Jimmy's not 100%. I have no idea. Then Jimmy has to come out, look the way he did. The 49ers go in a 17-point hole. I mean, it almost had to be this way. It could not go any other way for the 49ers than to make it uh, this gut-wrenching and and this type of a roller coaster finish, but it was a lot of fun. And in the end, Kyle Shanahan pushed enough of the right buttons, and Jimmy Garoppolo made enough throws, and the 49ers were able to come out on top of this one and are in those playoffs along with a couple other teams from the NFC West. Yeah, ticket to the dance. That's all you want. Yeah, three NFC West teams in the playoffs, and – I mean, to say they rallied past the Rams is uh, selling it short. I mean, this game early on, it was 17 nothing, and it looked like the 49ers were a no-show in this must-win scenario. How were they able to turn things around? Matthew Stafford looked like early Matthew Stafford. He was perfect, you know, for a long time. He had more touchdowns than incompletions in the contest. How were they able to kind of change the tone in this game? Uh, the defense set the tone, uh, as they have a, a lot of the 49ers, you know, very good games, very good seasons they've had recently have been defense first. And it was the defense finally getting a stop at the end of the first half. Stopping the bleeding was the important part first before you can put a Band-Aid on and start to sew that thing up and, and get it fixed and heal it up and, and go win a game. And they had a, a third down sack, got finally the Rams offense off the field, got it back to their offense. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers went down. It was only three points, but they scored at the very end of the half. Instead of a three score game it was a two score game going into the halftime and then the 49ers get the ball back after halftime go down score again they're running the heck out of the football Debo Samuel doing Debo Samuel things all of a sudden oh no look it's a one score game we're in this and the momentum you could just feel it and it was a home game atmosphere for the 49ers in Los Angeles it was so loud when they were on defense especially as that that momentum started to pick up in the second half and then they were rolling and then the Debo Samuel trick play I mean Debo Samuel had as many touchdowns as Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) I gotta give Jimmy credit for not folding he's not 100% he said it during the week he said it again after the game it effing hurts like his thumb is he's injured Um, ballsy of Kyle Shanahan to start him a and stick with him in a 17 nothing hole and it ended up working out. Uh, they didn't win the game because of Jimmy Garoppolo. It was an ultimate team effort. Defense, Elijah Mitchell, the running game, Debo Samuel, of course. Um, it, it was a quintessential team effort for the 49ers. And you got the feeling that if the game went another quarter, another half, there'd be another pick from Jimmy, then another pick after that from Matthew Stafford. And that was the way he was going to go. And it was just the last interception was the one that finally sealed it in overtime when there was no time left. So the NFC West gets three teams in the postseason. The LA Rams, the highest seed at four. The Arizona Cardinals at five. And then the San Francisco 49ers are the sixth seed. Philly rounds out the NFC playoff picture, which was complete at that point. All we had to figure out was the rest of the AFC. The Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Ravens 16-13 in Baltimore in overtime as Chris Boswell kicked a 36-yard field goal. Ben Roethlisberger threw a touchdown, an interception, and the win. His career may continue on. T.J. Watt tied the NFL single-season sack record with 22.5, joining Hall of Famer Michael Strahan. Steelers needed some help from the Las Vegas Raiders to knock off the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night football. If they wanted to play in the postseason, and Sunday night football was one of the wildest games of the 2021 regular season. 
it went down to the wire as far as setting the AFC playoff picture for next week. And it was just a heartbreaker for one side of things. The Pittsburgh Steelers had to watch this game, I'm sure, in agony. At one point, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who had already clinched their spot, they were uh, leading with fifteen by 15 points with uh, about four minutes left in this contest. Justin Herbert just put on a spectacular display. The Chargers end up uh, converting six fourth downs along the way. Force overtime as Herbert uh, found the end zone as time expired. And they exchanged field goals. And then things got really weird. If they didn't get weird enough during this entire game, I, I did it no justice. Uh, it was... Brandon Staley, the first-year head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers, calling a timeout as it seemed like the Raiders were fully content with maybe letting this clock run out and this game ending in a tie sending both teams to the postseason, calls a timeout, Vegas runs a run play, gets in field goal range, and then Daniel Carlson knocks through his fifth field goal. The contest, Raiders win, Chargers go home, and it seems like you're turning back the clock to last year's Chargers Daniel Drogemeyer, uh, trying to break this one down. Can you try to explain the timeout call by Brandon Staley? Yeah, it's very puzzling to me. I mean, this is going to be the question that's going to probably haunt Brandon Staley all offseason, you know, when it seems pretty clear that the Raiders were content with, uh, you know, just letting that clock roll down and and ending things in a tie. Because as you said, they already had their spot in the playoffs, just, uh, you know, considering how things broke down up to that point. Um, it's just unbelievable that the Chargers were even in this position to begin with. I mean, if Justin Herbert doesn't go God mode in the fourth quarter, like this, <laughs> this doesn't even happen. So I think there's a lot of things to be excited about with this Chargers team. They have a lot of uh, cap space, a lot of draft capital in the offseason. Uh, if they make the right moves and get things fixed, I think this is a team that you immediately throw back into playoff contention next year um, and will be a serious threat. But that 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 decision – to, to, to call that timeout is something that it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and afterwards, after the game, Derek Carr basically said that definitely changed our decision on how we were going to do things. So, I mean, just with that knowledge, it, it just, it, it hurts. I mean, that decision cost the chargers probably a spot in the playoffs. And, you know, that's a decision that Brandon Staley and the chargers are going to have to sit with for the next six months. Yeah, no doubt about it. A team that went nine and eight, one of the more exciting just uh, teams of the entire 2021-2022 campaign. But, you know, a lot of goodwill was created during this season in his first year in Brandon Staley. But is this going to be something that's going to be tough to overcome? I mean, Brandon Staley's in his first year as a head coach of the Chargers. I don't think there's anything that's going to happen that is going to, uh, you know, have him lose his job. That That's not going to happen. And I think, you know, if we're looking at things from a macro perspective, uh, I think, you know, this is a winning season for the Chargers. We had a lot of turnover, uh, a completely new defense, completely new offense. Um, and, you know, they have a plus 500 record with a lot of talent and a young just all-world quarterback uh, on a rookie contract and all of those things I mentioned before with all of the resources that are going to be at their disposal. I think this is definitely team, uh, despite the outcome of tonight's game, that is still very much on the rise. Locked on bolts, locked on chargers. It's essential listening for any NFL fan trying to figure out what the heck happened on Sunday Night Football. Why did Brandon Staley call that timeout? So the playoff picture, it's set. Seedings, all ready to go. And the schedule is ready to go as well. It features the first ever Monday Night Football playoff game. 
The action kicks off on Saturday with the Raiders battling the Bengals in Cincinnati, followed by the Patriots visiting the Bills. Three games are on the slate on Sunday with the Bucks and Eagles getting things started in Tampa. The 49ers will face the Cowboys in Big D, and Sunday wraps up with the Steelers clashing with the Chiefs in KC. First ever Monday football playoff game. It's going to feature the Cardinals and Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. And the Packers, Titans have first-round buys. It's the top seeds in the NFC and AFC, respectively. Super wild card weekend is going to be fantastic. I already told you about Vic Fangio being shown the door in Denver. It's Black Monday. You're going to have a lot of firings today. Make sure you're Locked in the at Locked On Network on Twitter, social media. You'll get all the breaking news and all the insights from all of our hosts around the NFL. After each coach falls, we'll give you the insight on that. And, of course, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson will give you a full recap tomorrow and really start to dig in and preview these NFL matchups. It's been a fantastic regular season here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you so much for listening each and every day, making us your first listen. Cannot wait for the postseason. Cannot wait to crown a Super Bowl champion. But at the same time, you know, I don't want it to end. And then, of course, we've got incredible stuff headed your way this offseason. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Bob Rack, for all the insight on the playoff-bound Arizona Cardinals as they take on the Rams, the first Monday Night Football playoff game. And once again, thanks for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, with your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, just like this podcast.